The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. I'm your host, Jeff Horvitz. And this week, let's discuss life insurance with Glenn Least and insurance specialist Aaron Lockward. And this will be the first of a multi-part series on the topic. And we'll hit on the basics of life insurance, different types of insurance, and why you need it, and much more. Now, Glenn Least is a senior investment advisor with WT Wealth Management. Aaron Lockward is an insurance specialist. You can learn more about Glenn by going to WT Wealth Management or give him a call right now at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. Let's start with this. Um, Glenn, I'll start with you. Before you got into this business, this line of work, what were your thoughts on life insurance and how has that changed over the years? Yeah, so... I guess when I first got into the industry, I never really thought about life insurance at all. Um, and, and most of my my work that I do as an investment advisor, you know, hedging risk is such a large part of what we do is is making sure that we hedge and mitigate and manage risk as best as we we can. And so I guess before I got into the industry, I never thought of the potential risk that might uh, have for those that are reliant on me or those that, you know, depend on me for, for what I do day in and day out. And so I, I haven't said never really given it much thought at all. And, and then now after I'm kind of been in the business, I realize if I, something happened to me today, uh, you know, my wife would lose, you know, all the income that I'd kind of built up because there's no one that can really truly replace me. Um, not to mention all the emotional stress, you know, but financially that would be devastating. So having something where I'm, I buy a, you know, insurance policy that in case something did happen to me, it pays out my spouse to, you know, replicate that income is gives me a tremendous amount of peace to know, okay, I don't know what tomorrow holds, you know, uh, but I do have something to make sure that my kids and my wife are taken care of and, and vice versa. You know, my wife also plays an equally important role in the, the least family operations. I, I call her the chief operations officer. I mean, she runs <laughs> the operations for so much and I'm the, I would say I'm more like the chief financial officer, you know, but or the CEO, that sort of thing. But it, it's such an important role on both sides of it. If something was to happen to my wife, I mean, my wife went out of town for three days a couple of weeks ago and I was doing it's the chaos, daddy, right? daddy daycare. Oh, it was hundred yeah. percent chaos. Yeah. I was like calling babysitters. I was calling my mom. I was calling my mother-in-law. I was like, Oh, I need some help. And it was only three days, you know, yeah. and it was only in the evenings really, you know, cause I was during the day I had uh, daycare. So that really gave me a, a better glimpse of how important her role is, uh, not just from emotionally, but you know, from, you know, what she does day to day that I would, you know, if something happened to her, I'd have to hire a full-time nanny really and, and pay them quite a bit of money, you know? Um, so I, I think life insurance plays such an important role and I wanted, I wanted to kind of do this life insurance series to help educate those that are listening and my clients to realize how important it is to manage this side of risk in their, in their financial lives. Well, for you, Glenn, you kind of mentioned already why you you need life insurance in, in your instance. I mean, everybody's probably a little bit different, yeah. bit different, but what are the basics on on how it works? Break that down for us. Sure, sure. So the basics of life insurance is really you're shifting the the risk, you know, onto an insurance company where if something was to happen to you, uh, they will pay out a death benefit claim. 
Um, so the idea is you pay a monthly premium. Uh, they calculate the chances of you, you know, what's your chances of, it sounds kind of morbid, but what are your chances of dying basically based on your age and your health and a lot of other people your age. And then they, you know, determine how much they need to charge you to be able to effectively pay out the claims because they pay very few claims, life insurance companies. And the idea is, is that, you know, depending on what type of insurance you have, if it's a straight just term insurance, you're hoping that you're paying the premiums and you never really need to use it ever. Um, so you're pretty much only insuring that worst case scenario. So that's kind of the basics of it is you pay a premium. Uh, as long as you pay the premium, if something was to happen to you, the life insurance cuts you a check uh, tax free to your beneficiaries within usually about 30 to 45 days. Um, so that's kind of the basics of it. And there's a lot of other offshoots of that and variations, but that's really what it is, is you're paying a, a small monthly amount to uh, have a, a larger company you know, manage that risk for you. And uh, as I mentioned, Aaron Lockward is an insurance specialist. And uh, Aaron, there's a lot of different types of insurance. Uh, why don't you talk about some of the main types? Yeah. So I think when people think about life insurance, they have a general idea that it's going to cover their whole life. But there's term, which covers you for a period of time, 10 to 30 years. And once it's done, you know, you usually have the option to renew it, but it's at that current age that you're at. So it increases whole life will cover you for your whole life and it builds a cash value unlike term. So a lot of people like that, that they can pull from this tax-free growth over time. Um, and then there's some other policies that people aren't really familiar with. There's something called an IUL, which is a whole life insurance and this one, it's tied to an index. So if the stock market goes up in that index, you'll increase your growth. But if the stock market goes down because you don't actually own that stock, you never lose your money. So it's kind of a way of safer money management that people don't really know exists. And a couple life insurance companies will even turn it into an income stream guaranteed for life. And that's all tax free. So it has, that one has the benefit of the stock market goes up, is connected to that, it goes up, but it has the floor of, yep. there's, there's, a, there's a floor on that. Exactly. Like, a, like, as we talked, like a stop loss almost. Zero is yeah, zero. Yeah, and you have your, your coverage in case something happens to you in the meantime, too. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Well, what are some things to consider when you're looking at life insurance? And as, as you know, everything everybody's situation and Glenn, we've talked about this a lot. Everybody's different. That's why you got to call you guys to, 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 to discuss this, but why don't you go over some of the basics, Aaron? There's so many reasons why somebody might want life insurance. And I, I get this question all the time. I'm single and I'm young. Why do I need life insurance? Mm. Well, there's newer life insurance where you don't have to die to benefit like that. IUL, you could get income paid to you. Um, there's also living benefits. So if you're sick and you're, you're the one taking care of yourself, who's going to pay your bills? This life insurance can actually pay you if you have a sickness. Um, obviously, like what Glenn was saying, if you are the sole proprietor or you're you're the family caregiver, um, what happens if something happened to you? People don't think about if if you're a parent and there's two of you and you lose one of them, you're really losing both of them because now the other parent has to pick up the slack. Like Glenn was saying, you know, it it takes time to kind of adjust to these things. And if you have a life insurance, then your family is just taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's all kinds of things you can pay, prepay for funeral costs. There's, you know, making sure that there isn't debt once you're gone. Um, and those are just kind of a few things. But yeah. yeah. How do you, well, Glenn, how do you determine how much you need? I think that's, 
that's the the hard thing to figure because yeah. like you said, your scenario is different because um, you're out there in, in um, you know, you, you, you referred to yourself as the, like the COO, uh, but your wife is handling all of that other stuff that sometimes may be hard to monetize or, or, or figure out a, a dollar value on that. Sure, I mean, sure. what do you do? Yeah. So if we're looking at the value of human life, there's obviously infinite value, right? Mm -hmm. We can never really place value monetarily, but from a financial and and insurance hedging uh, perspective, you know, what one way way to look at it is, okay, what are my debts? And if something was to happen to me, what is my lost income earning potential and what would it take to replace that? So if I'm 45 and I'm planning on working another 20 years till 65, what would have my potential earning power been over those 20 years plus all my debt? So it gives you kind of an idea. And then I think once you start looking at that and looking at the math, you realize, wow, I probably need a whole lot more coverage than I'm getting. You know, some people like say, well, I've got a hundred thousand or $200,000 of coverage. And you're like, well, do you make 20 grand a year, you know, and for 10 years? Cause that's uh-huh. about what you're, I mean, most of the time, I think when we start to look at how much we really do need to replace our, our true financial value, I think the number is much higher than we expect or, you know, not just just uh, our income, but what about all the things that we wanted to pay for and do? What about if we have kids, you know, sending them to school or paying for their, uh, if they get married one day or paying for them to kind of buy a house? I mean, those are all things that I think as parents, we want to help our kids with. And if we're not there, um, is there a way that we can have the life insurance cover some of those things that we would like to have had done? Yeah. Do you, Glenn, have any examples like situations where you knew someone that should have had life insurance, but they didn't. And yeah. what happened there? Yeah. One of my best friends growing up, his, uh, his dad was like a second dad to me. We'd go over there all the time. It was, they had four kids. The dad worked for, uh, uh, GE. Uh, he worked there for a number of years. Uh, reminds me of the 30 rock show, Alec Baldwin, but he did something different. Um, and, uh, he unexpectedly passed away in his early fifties and no one was expecting it. And the dad didn't have any life insurance. He did a good job of saving money in investment accounts and that other thing. But unfortunately what ended up happening is that all went to probate because he didn't correctly have all the beneficiaries listed. So, you know, there's this family that had the mom and the dad and four kids that, you know, it was a pretty normal household going from that to all of a sudden, you know, within three to four years, it was a widow and they, she declared bankruptcy because it took so long to get, you know, everything out of probate it actually took like five or six years. Cause all, and then this is a sad story, but some of the family members started to come in and try and take some of the assets of the, the deceased dad. And so that was one thing where, you know, as I got older and even my friends got older that that happened to, you know, we were talking one day and I said, Hey, how much life insurance do you have? And he says, Oh, I, you know, I saw what it, what it did to my family. So I've got a huge life insurance policy and hopefully I never need to use it, but it's there. Cause I now have four kids and you know, my wife stays at home and what happens if I was to pass on, I don't want that to happen to, to me, uh, in my family, what I saw growing up. So I think it, you know, it was really an unexpected thing. And so that was one circumstance where I saw not just how financially it destroyed them, but also emotionally, it was just very hard for them to go through that death. Plus now not being able to really make ends meet. It was just such a, a sad story and sad situation. So that really helped me, uh, really be, have the conviction to say, I don't want that to happen to my, my family. I want to make sure that we're taken care of and covered. We are talking with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management. Give Glenn a call right now at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. That's 
All right, we are talking with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management, and you can give Glenn a call at 928-225-2474. There is no obligation. That's 928-225-2474, or you can visit Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com. Aaron, um, I've got a couple of questions for you. Um, first of all, let's start off with living benefits. What What are they? Talk about that. Yeah. So I think when people think of life insurance, they feel like they have to die at a benefit. And now they have all these living benefits. So there's critical and chronic and terminal illness. And so basically, you know, if your doctor tells you you have two years or less to live, it's going to pay you while you're living after, you know, it can pay for medical expenses, your bills, it's anything you want. Same thing with critical and chronic, if you have a heart attack or a stroke or all of these common things that we have, um, which you hope it never happens. Yeah, a little, little depressing today, but this is I the know, reality it is of the life. Reality. Yeah. You know, my brother, he got diagnosed with cancer at 40 and he got out of school and he was actually selling life insurance. So he bought it on himself and he was like, I wasn't even really thinking about life insurance when I was 40, but I had it. And had I not had it, I would have been worried about my family because now I don't qualify. And that, unfortunately, is the most common thing is people feel invincible until they're not or until Mm. it's too late. And so the younger you are, the cheaper it's going to be, the more your money is going to work for you in those policies. And, um, you know, that other awesome living benefit is paying you once you retire, having it turn into an income stream. That's something I didn't realize even existed a couple of years ago. And that's amazing. Something you mentioned, Aaron. I mean, as, as you get older, it gets more expensive because obviously there's more, the co- more risk, risk factors for the, to the, yeah, to the expiration. Date. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I guess how long, how do you determine how long should you uh, consider having life insurance when people call you up, Aaron? I mean, none of us are making it out alive, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing we really? have in common. <laughs> yeah. Death and taxes. That's, uh, yeah. Exactly. The two things we can't get out of. Um, so honestly, I think your whole life, I think a really smart plan would be, you know, once you start accumulating assets, um, including having kids, getting a mortgage, that's when it's really good to have those big term policies to cover it that large amount for cheaper for 20, 30 years during your working career, but also have that whole life insurance policy there to protect you and build that cash value because it is tax-free because you know, you're, you're working with Glenn and you're building that nest egg. And then you have this other tax-free Avenue where the IRS can't touch you. Um, And so I really think having it your whole life is really important because there's always going to be some kind of final expense, um, but having having those two types of insurance for different periods of your life, I think, is really important. Hey, Glenn, on the, and Aaron mentioned kind of the taxes a little bit, but are there tax advantages? What are some of the tax advantages when you're talking life insurance? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> say you had a million dollars. One was in an IRA or 401k, and then you had a million dollar life insurance policy. And uh, say this is me, for example, and I passed away today. Um, and you know, my beneficiaries get that both those assets. Um, now if my spouse gets the IRA, it just becomes a spousal IRA, but what happens if it went to my kiddos, maybe I was a little bit older and I want to pass that on to my kids. Um, the IRA is a million dollars. Sure. But there is then a taxes associated with that for that individual receiving it. They're going to have to start making distributions or pull money out. And so maybe that million dollars after taxes is really more like 
eight eighty or nine hundred thousand after you kind of pay some of the taxes along the way. Whereas if you had a million dollars of life insurance, they get a million dollar check within you know thirty days and it's income tax free. So um, you know, I actually had that happen where a client he had a IRA and passed along passed away unexpectedly, and then his son got it. And there's almost a million dollars and, uh, you know, the tax, you know, ramification, he's going to, yeah, he's got a million dollars, but he starts, he's going to have to start making required minimum distributions on the IRA because of his dad's mm-hmm. age. And there's going to be taxes on that. So obviously you'd pay the taxes out of the million dollars, but still that does eat away at it. So not that one's better than the other, they're just different. And so understanding the differences between the two is maybe you have one bucket that goes to your your beneficiaries income tax free, you know, in the form of life insurance. And then the other ones are investments that are taxed at whatever the particular tax code or the politicians decide at that time, which could change. But realistically, I mean, most uh, investment accounts have some sort of taxes associated with them. Yeah. Aaron, um, what's something you wish you knew about life insurance, say 10 years ago, the old time machine question? Yeah, well, I've kind of touched on this um, and it's my favorite. It's the IUL. It's that index universal life. I didn't realize that you could turn your life insurance policy into, I probably shouldn't call it a pension, but it's a guaranteed for life income. And there's Mm -hmm. only a couple companies do that. So if you qualify at any age, I highly recommend an IUL because I started one when I got into this and I'm turning 40 this year, but had I started at 30, um, I'd be sitting a lot more pretty because that, you know, the rule of um, 72 where your money is doubling over time, uh, you know, and having that tax free is really awesome come retirement because it's all yours. Yeah. Earlier is always better. Earlier is always better, but it's hard to tell that to young. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Glenn, uh, let's finish up with, with this and and Aaron and and Glenn, this is part of a multi-part series on on insurance. Um, so we'll, we'll have more, but, um, what, what would be a life insurance mistake that, that you think everyone should avoid? Uh, well, first, um, I'll talk about we have we're going to do a multiple series on life insurance where we have this is kind of the intro. And then episode two, we'll go into more detail of each of those policies that we've been naming off kind of the ins and outs and how they might fit into your financial situation. And one type of insurance is not better than the other, just they're apples and oranges. And so we're, we're building, you know, for our clients, a nice fruit basket of a lot of different things, you know, with life insurance, investments, retirement accounts, the whole gamut. And I think it's uh, important to understand how the life insurance component works. So episode two and three, we'll get into more detail. But if I was to say, what would be a life insurance mistake to avoid? Um, quite simply, just not having life insurance. That's a, that's, you know, the easiest slam dunk is uh, not, not, checking into it sooner rather than later while your health is maybe still good or it's really affordable and getting the coverage in place. That's a, you know, when, when you're 50 years old and trying to get coverage for the next 20 years, it's a whole lot more expensive than if you were say 40 years old and had a 30, you know, your policy. So I think one mistake I've seen people do is as one, not even researching and looking at it. And then secondly is not having enough coverage on both them and their spouse. I've seen that be a common issue where, Maybe the breadwinner, the main worker in the relationship has a huge policy, but then the caregiver stays at home, doesn't have equally as big of a policy or doesn't have one at all, Um, which we mentioned before that uh, the only reason why I can do what I do and be dedicated is because my wife is at home taking care of the kids and playing an equally vital role in that. And so without that teammate, 
my success and my my working ability is, is greatly diminished. So I think that is something that you know some people fall into that trap of just not getting enough insurance and then not looking at the value of their spouse. Even if they don't earn any income, their contribution is tremendous to the overall success of the family. So um, yeah, so it's not just us that should have you know coverage. It's uh, the stay at home you know uh, spouse uh, that you know provides care for our, our family. It's also important too. When you work with Glenn Least, his investment committee leverages over a century of combined experience to grow your money, not your fees. And they invest their personal savings the same exact way they invest your money. Call Glenn Least for a complimentary consultation at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. Just call 928-225-2474. Or you can go to WTWealthManagement.com. Tune in next week at the same time for another edition of Intelligent Investing on 97.1 FM, The Big Talker. We'll see you soon.